Hello! And welcome to the Midas Touches. I'm your host, Chris Tusa, and this is Charlie Brown. Welcome back to the Midas Touches. It's a very special Christmas special. Um, I think for me, this is one of the most exciting periods in the calendar. Relentless action throughout the Christmas period. Every day feels like a Saturday at the moment. Charlie, we're not in the same room as usual, probably about Mm. 150 miles apart. Um, Are you feeling the same festive cheer and uh and racing festive cheer as i am uh yes absolutely i am um <laughs> yeah as you can probably tell we're not in the same room the, the audio quality is probably not what it usually is but we're recording over zoom uh and yeah certainly excited it's not just time for racing of course i guess you've got loads of other things going on first ever box um christmas eve game in the premier league today Obviously, the darts is going on, which is a great occasion. I saw actually a few uh, few people who just come back from the darts um, making their way through King's Cross uh, yesterday uh, in their in their Jeez. costumes. It was quite funny. Um, poor um, Steve. Wasn't Steve beaten yesterday? The bro- uh, Steve beaten beaten. It was <laughs> Steve bronze, beaten beaten. Honest. Yeah, Steve cannot be beaten. Damn. Uh, so that's a shame, but it's a great time of year. There's loads of racing. Obviously, it's centered around Boxing Day, but but over in Ireland, they they sort of continue on the party with with some top quality Grade One action over over three days. So a lot to get our teeth into, and a lot to look forward to. There, there is a lot to to get our teeth stuck into. I do love how Ireland kind of try to extend it as much as possible. I mean, they've still got grade ones on the uh on the 29th i think and then you have sort of the big days on new year's day new year's eve it's it's relentless at this time of year you do kind of yeah. lose track of of what day it is but i can tell people with confidence that we're recording today on sunday very windy outside um but but it's dry and um that will be definitely significant for kempton where it's good to soft good in places Think mm. up at Aintree, it's maybe slightly softer, soft at the moment. Yeah. Um. So the weather is definitely something to key and keep an eye on. We're going to focus first on the Formby Novices Hurdle, which was previously the Tolworth Hurdle, which is this year being run at Aintree for the first time. Previously at Sandown, remember we had Constitution Hill uh, mm. a couple of years ago. Very impressive in the Tolworth. Um, how do you think it it compares this being this being up at Aintree the first time? Well, well, yeah, I think there's still obviously trends that that you can follow. I guess as trainers that like this race, Nick Henderson being one of them, got a strong record. Um, Constitu- Constitution Hill, you mentioned, he's had four winners in, in the last twelve runnings of this race. Um, but but obviously there are there are nuances of moving up to a different track, so you so you sort of can't take uh, everything at face value. I think um, 
it's it's a really interesting race. Uh, the fact that Gordon Elliott's brought one over was really significant to me. Um, yeah. There's been sort of very few Irish challenges in this race in, in previous times. Henry de Bromhead did run Arctic Bressel last year. Um, I think it was pulled up in the end. Uh, but but prior to that, no Irish runner had run uh, in the race since York Hill won it for Willie Mullins back in 2016. So the fact that, that Gordon Elliott's taking a horse over here to Aintree seems pretty significant. He doesn't have actually a standout record at Aintree Gordon Elliott, um, but 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 equally it's not um, it's it's not too bad. Yeah, you've got <laughs> to imagine that most of those runners would be coming in the the Aintree Festival in April when the race exactly. is super super competitive as well. Precisely that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a good caveat. Um, but no, I, I think um, and again going back to it in terms of the trends that this race has really been about the sort of the, the the more fancied horses in recent times. Somerville Boy was probably the last horse to cause an upset in this race back in 2018. Uh, otherwise, they've all really been in the, the top two in the market. So, yeah, I think for that reason, you probably are looking at um, at either Django, Django Bay or, or, um, or Fire and Glory. Um, I, I think just on, on the known form currently, you, you you probably see Far and Glory edge it. That that Grade One win at Fairy House um, was obviously impressive. There were some sort of quite well touted horses in that race. So I think he's probably the one to keep on side at, at this moment. And also, as I say, the Irish angle is is, is of interest as well. But noting that that Nicky has a very good record in this race. Yeah, it's interesting. Do you, what do you think? Well, I thought that the the performance um, in the, the Royal Bond looked workmanlike so it wasn't like one of those super impressive ones but you look at the horses behind that king of conquest um that was third in the in the in the champion bumper at punchestown so i think that is pretty good form for a grade one and over the last few years the irish hurdlers have just been cut above compared to uh this side of the the irsc so it's it's kind of surprising to see nikki henderson have the the favorite here uh and then tell her the name they're sandwich, mm. sandwiching far and glory but yeah i think siding with the irish you're you're not you're not making the worst choice here sean bowen's also in great form so i don't think that's a negative jockey booking he's had 10 winners from his last 30 30 rides or so um mm. and i think if you're going to go for one who's who's likely 72 is probably a good price as well then far and glory for me as well i think yeah, no, good, good. So you've got some early agreement there, but I, I think so. I mean, he's 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 well clear on racing post ratings as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. I, I think I think he's a pretty decent bet. If I'm honest. It's one of those ones where you know the Django Bay might just be a, one of those class horse that Henderson has in the locker, but mm. doesn't necessarily say it on breeding. And I to tell her the name came out next time and won, and there are a few winners yeah. behind in that. So I think. At eleven to two, you might even fancy the pooling runner having had the yeah. uninterrupted prep. But I think I think the Irish the Irish one here is uh, is interesting, Far and Glory. So I'm happy to put my hat there for the first Grade One. Um, let's go down to Kempton now, where we'll start the first of three races we're looking at on Boxing Day, uh, and the first one is the Grade One, the Quarto Star Novices Chase, Hermes Allen is now favourite. Yesterday was 5-2. to two. There was a little bit of juice in that, but I think the Shrewdies have picked that up overnight after they've had a couple of glasses of 
caught by the fire. Um, I think that the step up to three miles for this one's going to be going to be great. They've always thought yeah. a lot. I think he went off favourite for his race at, at Cheltenham last year and kind of disappointed. Um, but Nichols is a master at Kempton. He's a master with the three mile chasers. And Hermes Allen looks like he's got a lot of potential. I thought the 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 last half mile was really where he got going. He swooped past that longtime leader, Nickelback, who to be fair mm. kept going uh and, and still stayed on till to finish second. I think he runs elsewhere on the card. Um but uh yeah, I mean Hermes Allen against against the other two here, I think um, you know, the French one it's difficult to kind of assess that form and look to looked to be a cut above the opposition he was running against in France, but really difficult. And coming up against Nichols on his home turf, um, mm. he's got to be on the on the side of Hermes Allen here, surely. Well, yeah, no, I, I absolutely am. I think, ironically, I'm a bit disappointed that he's gone favourite almost. One, because we don't get the juice in the price that, that we had before, but also this race has been a bit of a graveyard for favourites in the past. Um, I look back at it and only Sham Blue back in 2020 had managed to justify favouritism in the last 10 runnings of this. So that, that makes me a bit more nervous, but I do think he's a really strong favourite. Um, yeah, Nichols is, Nichols is very good in this race. Uh, I think this horse, Emmys Allen, shares a lot of similarities with his 2021 winner um, and who will be going for the King George later on the card, uh, Brave Man's Game. They're obviously both top class novice hurdlers uh both winners of the cello um and yeah i think this horse hermes allen's shaping into a really nice chaser <clears throat> so yeah and i'd also agree with the step up in distance he's actually already won over three miles in an irish point um previously so so he is proven at, at, at the distance um yeah, I think I think he'll be. I think he'll run a really good race here. Elete Francais, Francais. I was surprised that he was favourite for the race previously. I think that you're looking at that sort of quite interesting French form, bit of an unknown. People taking it maybe a punt on that. Obviously, he was he was mightily impressive at, at a toy. I think was his last run, but he. Yeah, you're taking a bit of a stab in the dark there, and 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 he'd probably like the ground to be softer, which I don't, I don't think it's going to be. So. Yeah, Hermes Allen for me is, is is a strong is a strong contender in this one. Also, yeah, yeah, worth noting that um he's taking the same route as Time Hill did last year. Um so winning that John Frank and novice chase at Newbury and then going here. Yeah. The 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 one piece of form that you can find with Ile Francais, um tying him into the the Irish is actually back in twenty twenty one before he uh before Irish Point went to Gordon Elliott, actually mm. beat Ile Francais on the hurdles and then and then was relocated. So that was two years ago though. And um, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting. I think Giovinco as well is potentially just not quite on the same level as Hermes Allen. Uh I'm surprised that Hermes Allen isn't shorter and I imagine he probably will get shorter tomorrow mm. and on boxing day itself um yeah so two two in agreement here so far and <laughs> it's probably not going to change as we move into the christmas hurdle unless you've been drinking already this morning <laughs> which given that we're recording at 11 30 would be slightly surprising um constitution yeah. hill is back for the christmas hurdle um 
I mean, surely this is just going to be a walk in the park. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely should be. I think he, yeah, he, I mean, obviously he's late coming back. Uh, he was meant to come back in the fighting fifth, but due to the ground, Nicky decided not to go there. So so this is a belated reappearance. But yeah, I mean, essentially he's just making the same route as he did last year, uh, really. He he absolutely romped home in this race, um, beating Epiton by by 17 lengths. And uh, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be as much of a formality this year, really. I, I honestly, you know, we don't need to go too much into this race, I think. He'll go and win this, and then and then just move on. Really, do you think there's any negative in the fact that he hasn't had a run yet this season, whereas last season he had, and he's shorter this year than he was last year for the race as it stands? Is there any juice there? Oh, well, I mean, the, the irony is I couldn't even see anyone to take him. Well, I guess I guess you go to the second favorite in the market, but but who's who sort of a younger horse? Um, bit more unexposed but no I mean no really because you know he, he he was um you've always you've always got to be first out at some point in the season and, and, and he's not lost yet so um yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't have too much concern really yeah it'll be interesting to see if potentially so so Royale can do it for the, the older lot 11 years old imagine, imagine that turning over Constitution Hill it's unlikely, <laughs> no. Although Christmas Entirely is unlikely. yeah. Chris, Christmas is for miracles, as many people often say. Um, hopefully, Constitution Hill will will do a safe round of jumping and will be impressive and onto bigger and better things. As you said, we can we can move on now to the big one on mm. Boxing Day, unless you've got something else you want to say first. Well, I was just wondering if we were going to cover the the racing post novice chase at, at Leopardstown. But if you, if you if you want to miss that, I, we've got a short price favourite here. Why don't you say a little bit on on Fasal Vega? <laughs> well, no, I mean, ironically, I'm not actually going to choose. No, I'm not going to put up Fasal Vega. <laughs> I definitely think he's got the best form in the field, and and obviously he's beaten a couple of these anyway. Um, but I, I'd actually genuinely. Look to side with with the rank outside of the field in charge. <laughs> I know, I know, he's a ten year old now, and he's he's late to he's late to chasing. Came late in the day to to, to chasing, but he he was he's obviously, as we all know, he's a top quality horse. Um, he's a three time Grade One winner at Leopardstown, uh, admittedly all over over the hurdles. Um, but I, I do just think he's got he's got that quality factor, and has shown that. You know he can also go chasing as well. Um, he was I watched that Drinmore back because he obviously finished fourth behind um, Founder Fifty, who was who was second in that. I am Maximus. And, and he, I am Maximus won in the end exactly uh, the Irish National winner, but he, he was heavily eased down in that race. Um, Charger. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so I, I think he, he just really sort of rat, must have ran out of path. Uh, he, he, I think he made a mistake maybe two out, and uh, and after that it was just was just heavily eased down. So he's stepping back in distance again here. I think that'll be to his um, to his benefit. He was obviously he, he did all his best work uh, over the hurdles over the two mile distance. So I don't think the two mile one here is going to be a, a negative. The dropping back. Um, uh, so I think he could find this just a bit more um, to his liking. 
William Mullins has a, has a great record in the race and obviously he does have favourite Fasal Vega here. But it is worth noting that, that Franco de Port wasn't his first string um, when, when he won this race back in back in 2020. So it's not always the, the Mullins number one that comes out and wins this. And also, as we say, in a, in a four-runner race, you should always go for, for the outside of the field anyway. So, so I think Shahadra 18-1 to is, is a big prize. I love that. It's a great, great little angle in that. I think the step step back and trip will be definitely to Chargers liking and everyone loves to take on a short price favorite. So yeah. uh, a good, good look in there. Um, let's, let's pop back over the RFC to Kempton again now for the, it's going to be a quick flight that 10 minutes later, the, the King George <laughs> over three miles. This is the big one uh, in England over the Christmas period. And we've got a big Irish raider. Alaho is back. Um, potentially one of the best jumps of horses in training. Definitely over that three-mile trip. 13-8 to eight for Willie Mullins, uh, who had the winner a couple of years ago with Tornado Flyer. Brave Man's Game, 9-4. to four. Last year's winner for Paul Nichols. Shishkin, who's had a difficult start to the season, having mm. refused to race on his return is nine to two. I know Nicky Henderson's been slightly worried about his fitness. Um, the real whacker, who's definitely a favorite of mine and Charlie's at tens, Fuick at sixteens, who's probably in the pub on Christmas Day, so you've got to be worried about that. <laughs> and Frodon, who seems to pick up a place in this race pretty much every year, is fifties, a small field this year. Mm. Um, the King George, though, is looking as high quality as ever. Um, yeah. Who do you like? Well, uh, well, I, I think let, let's just chat through because I do. One thing you mentioned that is interesting. Uh, I wonder if three miles is the perfect distance for Alaho, to be honest. Uh, I mean, he's twice a Ryanair uh, winner over two miles four at the festival. And yeah. he's had he's had six attempts over the three mile distance, and has only won two of them. Otherwise, he's he's an unbelievable horse. I think he's won eight out of his 13, 13 runs uh, career start. So, you know, otherwise he's a very good horse. I would almost argue that two mile four is probably his optimal distance. Yeah. Um, but 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 yeah, happy to be. It just, to be proven I think just because of that, it was that Punchestown, and to be fair, this is before mm -hmm. his injuries. So, yeah, it looked as if he was going to be the second coming after that Punchestown Gold Cup. And, yeah. and comparing that to this, I mean, you look through the field for that. Clanders Oboe was a classic King George uh, contender and winner. Ken Boys, uh, Tornado Flyer, the winner. I mean, yeah. that was a proper, that was a proper race. And I think the thing is, it compares. It, it depends a lot on whether Willie Marlins has got him here in good form. Um, mm. Market suggests so, and and yeah. and as they go, Kempton is a sharp enough three miles. It's not like a, a Gold Cup trip, so I think it could be set up nicely for Alaho, but the price isn't really there for it. Um, no, but yeah, that's what I'm thinking right now. No, I, I, and I think that's fair enough. I, it's also obviously taking that Willie's brought him over here. Um, I guess you could go to the Savills chase on, on the 28th. Um, 
Willie hasn't tended to bring his best horses over for, for this race. He has won it twice uh, with obviously Tornado Flyer, who you mentioned, who was the outside of the field back in 2021, and then Florida Pearl back in, in 2001. So he's only won on two occasions. Um, but, but as I say, I, he doesn't tend to bring his best over. He didn't have a runner in this last year. The year before, as I say, he had Tornado Flyer won and then <laughs> Asterian for launch, who you'll remember, Tris, uh, who I think you tipped up at the time. Definitely was, not. No, I don't know. Maybe. No, no, you did. Do you not remember? He was cruising. He was about oh, to go. He was yeah, about to go right. dot up, and and then and then he fell at the last. Yeah. Um, and was beaten by by Tornado Flower in, in the end. So I mean, you know, th- trying to erase runners, that from my mind. Well, evidently, yeah. But but th- those two runners for him did pretty well. Um. <clears throat> He then didn't. He didn't have a run in twenty twenty. And then two thousand nineteen, he had the footpad, who was third of five, thirteen to two. So, so he hasn't had all that many runners in the race, and certainly not the favourites for the race like he does here. So, I think it's really taking that he's he's brought over Alaho. I've got a lot of respect for Brave Man's game. I think the three miles uh, for for him is is a good thing. I mean, his bubble has been burst slightly, having not won yet this season, being beaten his favorite um beaten his favorite both times so far this season but but still um hold, hold a lot of respect for him um i do quite like the real whacker i know he's a big favorite of ours but but i really i really do like this horse i think he's the only horse to have ever beaten jerry colomb we're under under an inspired ride in the brown advisory from, from sam twiston davis um, a sort of catch me if you can, and and Jerry Clon wasn't quite able to to hunt him down in the final strides, but but that that was a fantastic performance. His reappearance this season, he got pulled up uh, in the Paddy Power Gold Cup, but he was he was off top weight, and the vet reported afterwards that he'd been struck. I think so. He he uh, turned up lame after the race, so you can probably put a line through that one. The difficulty is that he he'll want to go out in front. I think Alaho will likely want to do the same. So so that could be that could be a difficulty for him. But I, I do think at ten to one he, he's an interesting contender and has posted up some really good form. He's not rated as highly as as the rest of you know as the top three in the market, but he, he could put in a good showing. Um, I mean, the irony is Shishkin could also put in a good showing, but I genuinely think it would be irresponsible to to put, post up Shishkin as your bet. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's just, he's he's lost his temperament. Like, yeah, yeah. you know. No, agree. Um, yeah, agree. Go on. I who, think... Who, um, who, who, who do you hang your hat on, if you have to? Oh, well, to be fair, my my notes actually do say um, it's, it's Alaho, I think, is the class, is the most likely winner. Um, yeah. But I think the real whacker was the one that I thought was definitely interesting, given these, given given these conditions. Um, it's going to be front running. He's going to be jumping well. He's going to be near the front. And I was almost mm. imagining that sort of ride that Bryony Frost gave Frode on a few years back. Um, and and maybe Sam Twist and Davies can do the, the same. You know, he's going to be driving that finish. And mm. the real whacker needed the run last year as well. So. I know he was lame, but probably needed that that first run as it was um, in mm. in the in the Paddy Power Gold Cup. So 
Yeah, I think the real whack is really interesting at 10 to 1. But clearly, mm. Alaho, if if Marlins has got him here near his, near his best, he's going to be really difficult to beat. Um, yeah. And, I mean, the, and the, Paul the... Nichols gets them ready for this race as well. So Brave Man's game is going to bring his best as well. Um, so it's, it's it's tricky. But yeah, I'd maybe side with the value. Yeah. No, no, I think so. And I think just going back to Alaho and the real whack taking each other on, I think the real whack will be more comfortable going at that pace, going hard out front, uh, ironically, than Alaho. Alaho didn't jump all that well in the, in the Clomel um, oil chase. <laughs> the, the, the real whack has won, what, one, two, three times over three miles um, out, out of five attempts. So actually has a better record, probably um, more more suited to it almost. I uh, yeah, I, I do think I do think he's an, he's a really interesting one. Um, favorites haven't won this the last five, and the last two favorites have have not completed this race. So it, you know, sh- surprises are thrown up in the King George. Well, that is good to hear. A couple of big price selections, then I think overall with with Charger and the real Wacker getting the nod. Um, for some some each way money, definitely in the the King George. That's all the big ones on the twenty sixth covered. Though we do mm. have some big races on the twenty seventh and uh, the twenty eighth and the twenty ninth, I guess as well. But we're going to focus on the ones on the the twenty seventh and twenty eighth. I think the the Paddy Rewards Club Chase is definitely an interesting race. Mullins has four taking on Captain Guinness. Um, <laughs> and- Poor Captain Guinness. And it's and it's yeah, it's difficult to see. I mean, Captain Guinness is gonna to have to be really at his best to be able to beat the four of them and their tactics. But Captain Guinness definitely has the best form there. I thought I've always been a fan of Sam Roy, and I think that Sam Roy does have a big run in him mm. at some stage. Um Dysart Dynamo is definitely a big price in this as well, given that it's a small field. If he jumps well, goes out out in front. Um I think Dysart Dynamo is definitely still up to winning big races. Captain Guinness seems a bit short here. So I think it's an interesting race to be able to try and take take one on. I don't know if you'd had a proper look at that. Uh, not a massive I did, I did have a bit of a look. Dysart Dynamo won his beginner's chase here at, at Leopardstown. <clears throat> he was obviously comfortably seen off by Captain Guinness last time. So... I'm not so sure if it is if it is that straightforward, but I I agree. I think the five score is really skinny about that horse. Um, Sam Roy, he won what here on 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 Boxing Day? Oh no, it was the 27th actually, wasn't it? Um, was it this yeah. race? Yeah, it was this race. It was the novices um, race last ago. year. Last year. Oh, was it, oh, racing oh, okay. post. Fine. Last year. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Last year. Um. So yeah, as an outsider for this field, probably yeah, maybe maybe seems a bit harsh. But no, I, if I'm honest, I hadn't had a proper look. Um, I did I did call out Captain Guinness in in our season preview as a horse that I thought I'd liked for the champion chase as a bit of an outsider. But yeah, um, it's it's an interesting one though, and I think actually with I'd love to see Samwar get a little get. get. <laughs> I think he's he's definitely deserved more than he's uh, he's got over the last couple of years. Um, yeah, you know the second close second behind uh, Banbridge uh, in the Grade One at Aintree. Um, 
we were definitely on him that day. And I think he's still got a big day in the sun. And maybe Christmas is his time of year. Um, definitely one to keep an eye on, though. And and the Savile Chase, I know that you'd had a little look at. And your horse to follow for the season, Jerry Colom, is going to be lining up. Uh, is this one that you want to be on Jerry Colom for? Or are we still waiting for that date in March, the date of destiny in March? The day of destiny. I mean, yeah, I probably won't. Well, I mean, personally, I, I will be waiting. I think, again, this three mile is his minimum distance. So, you know, he, he's sort of, um, oh, well, no, he, he, it's too fair. He should, he should be all right at three mile, but it, it, it just may be that bit sharp with some of these who are a bit speedier. Um, I'm probably just going to wait off. We'll, we'll, we'll watch and hope that, that he wins again. Fast or slow deserves more respect these days. You know, he's beaten Gallup and Deschamps twice now. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily fair to, to have him at three to one to Gallup and Deschamps seven to four. Um, though a lot of people seem very forgiving about Gallup and Deschamps. But yeah, it, it'd be a really, a really high quality field, um, whichever ones of these turn up. Uh, obviously, Alaho still entered, but, but won't be going. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how the field will shake out in the end, but it'll be that'll be a really good race. So yeah, as we say, you know, they're, they're keeping all the good stuff moving all the way through the the festive period, which is good to see. Yeah, I think appreciate it's quite interesting here if he lines up at twenty to one. Has performed well at Leopardstown in the past. You know, a little third. In the the article in the Irish article last year, um, has won previously in this meeting back in 2020 when he set the world alight with that um, novices Grade One, and yeah, I think appreciate it. It's never been too far away, and definitely has an engine. If the jumping's there, then I think 20 to one could look like a good a good price for this. And we know that Willie Mullins is a master when it comes to the the Christmas period at Leopardstown. Um, yeah, and of the speedier ones, I think appreciate it. Age nine should be around his peak now, and mm. I think just might might just come in under the radar and be able to bag a bit of place money. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, I mean that, that that's a fair shout. Obviously, finished in between Galapan and and fast or slow last time. So yeah, he's he's got the form with the big ones, right? I mean he. For for win purposes, he might be a bit vulnerable. I don't know if I don't know if you agree with that, but um, yeah, you know, at, yeah. at this highest level, I feel like he's he's probably just outside of that. But but no, he's consistent. He's consistent, certainly, definitely. So I was talking about the wrong way. Well, I was actually talking about his his most recent <laughs> run behind fast or slow. Um, God, it's 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 a mouth watering period we're coming into. Um, yeah. what do the next couple of days hold hold for you before we get into the racing uh, well it's it's Christmas tomorrow so <laughs> I don't know whatever you do at Christmas have a big big lunch and open some presents hopefully but it's been nice this year um, and yeah just looking for I think I've, we've said it in previous episodes around the Christmas period, but uh, I do look forward to Boxing Day more so than, than Christmas Day just because you can sit on the sofa, watch loads of top quality sports and yeah, just sort of enjoy yourself. What about it you, mate? Good, it's a good day to be around. Um, I'm looking forward to giving presents to people personally. Nice. 
That's very and, um, and, and volunteering in the local community, <laughs> which is something that I do every day. Um, that, that's, that's it for this episode. And uh, it, yeah, I just unless have, one you have more, any, you... any, any, any other tips. Are you got a burning tip to give? Uh, no, just just one more that I mentioned on Boxing Day. If if people are feeling feeling exotic, um, make a trip out to Weatherby and the the William Hill Roland Mayrick handicap at one thirty five. Uh, I actually quite like the outside of the field, or currently the outside of the field. Carl Philippe here, uh, seven to one. <clears throat> Uh, he's got a favourable record at the course, uh, a first and a second here in handicap chases. And I think the step up to three miles, um, though seemingly not suiting last twice, I think could go better for him him this time. Um, his, his reappearance over two mile four certainly suggests that, that stepping up could be in his favour. Fergal O'Brien going well. So, um, yeah, he keeps rolling in the winners. So, yeah, Carl Philippe, just as a last parting gift for you guys. Absolutely love it. Um, great stuff. Good luck to everyone. Make sure you're betting with your head. If you're going to have a bet, don't bet with the heart. Don't bet when you're drunk as well. That's a really mm. bad idea. Um, it's been yeah. a, a fantastic episode, some big tips, some good outsiders. And let's have a happy, happy Christmas. Um, that's all for now. We'll see you next time. It's a goodbye from me, Tris. And it's a goodbye from me, Charlie.